today on Gigdeming Powers. If I, you know, if I was doing Space Jam and I was playing, you know, Bugs Bunny or something like that, I'm going to find the physicality. I'm going to go get me some ears. I'm going to get me a mask. I'm going to create something just so mm-hmm. you can have that physicality rather than, you know, just a tennis board or someone just running around. Because sometimes I've been on a set where they're just running around with a picture of the thing and moving around with it just like a ball. Yeah. Like, no, but we're actors, you know, we, let's give them something more real to respond to. Welcome to Hollywood Week on Geek Them In Pals. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hasson and this is Geek Them In Powers. Geek Them In Pals is the podcast that highlights creators and fans in the geek world who do not often get to be highlighted. It's these people, it's us, who make up almost all of the geek world. And by talking to each person, by hearing their stories, Geek Them In Pals creates a huge, giant, world-sized quilt of the geeks all around the world. Each person is a story, and together we are one story, one huge geek-first quilt. This week, I've got three episodes for you, which I call Hollywood Week. Behind movies like The Eternals or Matrix 4, behind the series like The Wheel of Time or video games, there are few people whose job it is to be caught in motion capture, to do creatures, to do beings that don't exist, that later become the creatures we see on the screen. Today's guest is Ace Whale, an actor that does creature work for VFX and motion capture in productions like Eternals. Matrix 4, Wheel of Time, and video games like Dead Island 2, Palace of the Apes VR, The Inpatient, and more. He also created a company called Creature Bionics, which creates physical bionics to actors who do creatures to help them become the creatures. We are going to talk to Ace about his path, about working on the movies, and in the last third of the show, the hard path he had to take to become successful, and what he takes, and how he did it. He also talks about how he created a niche that didn't exist within the VFX world. I promise that you will enjoy this episode. It's absolutely fantastic. Let's listen. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Thank you, man. And and likewise. I've seen you uh, months ago, uh, like about two months ago uh, on LinkedIn. uh, One of your videos walking around like a sort of uh, prehistoric creature with a tail, <laughs> something, yeah. you know, you put, it, you put stuff on yourself and long things on, on your hands, and then you just walk around like, a, and I said, who is that? That is really good. <laughs> Thank I was you. following you and, uh, and, you know, so, <laughs> and now I found out you're in uh, recent things as well. Yeah. Looked you up uh, on, uh, uh, on, part, on, uh, on your website. So, Geek Them In Powers is here basically to highlight things in the geek world which usually don't get highlighted, like your specific job. Like, yeah. I think most people don't know anything about it. Um, so, how did you get here? Like, what is your origin story? So, the reality of how I got to where I am, it started from when I was, when it, when it came to being in the film Legend of Tarzan. So I originally assumed that I was going to be 
and extra in it, which is because I was just, you know, trying to understand the industry, trying to get my foot in and, you know, how things work. And someone told me to be, you know, do some extra work because you get to be on set, you get to see everything as an essay. So I applied one time to be a, a, a warrior. So my friend was in the gym and they're like, they're looking for black actors because it's a scene in Africa and they, they, they need warriors and, and stuff. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So when I put down to join the, the agency to try and get some of the work, because it was like 250, 300 pounds a day. And I was like, oh, okay. And then maybe, and I'm not sure, I think maybe because, you know, I had, I put down that I had training and acting as well as dance. I had dance skills as well from, you know, growing up, that was my thing, break dancing, body popping. And all I know is that I was auditioning to play one of the apes for the film. Mm-hmm. And first, what year was this? This was, that was, this, that this was, was like two thousand and fourteen. Two thousand and fourteen. Oh, okay. yeah, the the recent um, Legend of Tarzan. Okay. So, so that happened, and then I discovered that people played creatures and animals in films because I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was all CG. So basically, when I discovered that it was actually humans playing these characters, I just basically decided that this is the path I'm going to go because I've, I've, I've always been a physical actor. I've always been physical. So for me, it was one of those things where I wanted to do action acting, you know, being an action actor, being an action star. So that was the, the, the path I was walking towards. But when I discovered that people played creature, I, I just said, this is where I'm going to be because it allows me to use my acting. It allows me to use my, my dance skills. It allows me to use movement. And for me, movement is, the main thing for me as a, as a, as a, just a human being in general, I love movement. So from that, it took me about two years to kind of get my foot in, in regards to, you know, how this all, how this all industry is. Cause on Tarzan, I played the background apes, and then in the reshoots, I played the main apes. I, I played the lion. So I got to do a lot more through my skills on set. I just kept getting upgraded to different positions. And then from there, after about two years, I discovered that how to get into motion capture because it was motion capture that was used for for the Legend of Tarzan reference suits. And so from there. Uh, hold on, like, hold on. Can, can I, let's stick to Tarzan for a second. Yeah. So that was like a big score for you. Like, yeah. you, like how do you play in it? Like, did, was there someone who, who was guiding you or did they just say try it and oh, yeah, you're good? Yeah, no. So we had workshops slash auditions, like a two day workshop slash auditions to play the the apes with a, a guy who's like a really big movement choreographer, creative director in the UK. So he basically took us through it and then he selected from there who was going to be a part of a part of being on the team, on the production. So it was basically from those two days that I got selected to play the apes and that's how i got into that and did they put you in kind of a green suit no it was a it's a mocap it's basically a mocap reference suit so it's like if you see motion capture in the studio you've got the markers which are like reflective balls but on set these are basically these shapes with dots in the shapes Mm -hmm. that help to send data to the reference cameras so that's what basically it was Okay, so I just wanted to 
uh, cover those two points. So you moved yeah, on from, from yeah, there. So <clears throat> from there, it was <clears throat> from there it was it took me about two years to get into motion capture because I didn't know how to get into it. It's a very small industry in the sense of you know it's not many actors were in it and you know you could use a lot of the same actors because obviously it's motion capture you don't need someone for their skin or their or their face unless you're doing facial capture so from from there when I kind of got myself in through which was basically through LinkedIn I started messaging people on LinkedIn and then when one of the studios um vice presidents at Imaginarium passed me on to the casting director Mm. and then I auditioned for Planet City Apes, the video game, and I didn't get it. But then I got the second one that came out, the VR version. And basically from there, I just kind of decided on, okay, how am I going to plot my feet in, in the world of motion capture? So as doing the creature stuff and I realized what I, what I'm a person, what I do, I look at what people are not doing and find out a way to maximize on it. So how I kind of got my name within the industry is through making a lot of reference videos. So a lot of reference videos of using the arm extensions, because obviously people that anyone that knows about the arm extensions knows about Andy or maybe know about Terry Nortary, Andy Circus or Terry Nortary from Planet City Apes. And obviously they used it for the film. And I was like, if I make reference videos where, you know, I'm doing movement, basic um, locomotion movement for animators to be able to use it as reference material that they can't find online, then it will help me to plant my feet in the world of the effects of motion capture. So that's what I did. And then, you know, I got my own arm extensions. Then I had, and then I said, you know what? I wanted to move on from there. I don't want to just be on arm extensions, which is the things that I use on my arms. I want to move on from there because if I just use arm extensions, then I'm basically going to be, not much different from Andy Circus, So that's when I started moving into, you know, finding an engineer. And then that's the stuff that you see, the tail, the digi legs, and all of the other equipment. And basically from that Wait, is did how you I do started. That? Did you do you that? <clears throat> I didn't make, make them myself, but my team, my, my engineer from my company did. So I, I started a thing called Creature Bionics, mm -hmm. which is basically about making um, bionic parts that are performance rigged to your body for performance so in order to get like a particular skeleton of a creature or or enable you to to move in a particular way that you wouldn't be able to do with just the human body itself and yeah so basically from building that 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 way of creating more reference videos i've been able to work on a lot of different projects i mean so how, how did you see the reference videos working like did you notice that people were starting the industry was starting to share them? Or? Yeah. So in on LinkedIn, I use LinkedIn as the platform to share my videos. So I've got I've got Instagram and all that. But me, I'm, I'm when it comes to certain things, I know what platforms is used for what. So on LinkedIn, I would add basically so much people from the VFX industry. You know, I just type in LinkedIn motion capture and I just add people or animation director or you know, VFX producer. I just add so many different people. And then when I create the videos, I would get shares. So, you know, videos went from being viewed 3,000 to 5,000 to 7,000 to 10,000 to 15,000 to 20,000 to 50,000, no. you know? So I saw the views and it's not the case with every single video, but I knew what videos would have the effect as much, you know? So 
and it was basically that I was basically I was creating material that was helping other people to do their work and material that they couldn't find anywhere else. Like you go on YouTube and you type in, you know, a particular thing for reference. You ain't going to find nobody doing it apart from me. And that's not to say that someone else can't do it, because, of course, they can. It's just that they don't have the initiative to do it because what's their reason? What's it being backed by? You know, some people might turn around and say, Hey, you're giving away free material. You should be charging for this. But it's like, no, this is my this is my marketing material. This is what I use to brand myself and get myself out there. So I've basically used that. And I've seen from the views, from the people that asked me to work with them, that what I was doing was working. Yeah, it works amazing. And how how did you find out all that information? Because for me, I, I come from a movement background. So creating the videos. I come from a movement background. You do a few researches depending on what reference video I'm going to do. But a lot of the time, uh, a lot of the characters that I might imitate in my videos are fantasy characters. So, for instance, like, you know, there's games like God of War where none of the people in God of War, they're, they're all mythical, but they might have digilegs. You know, a lot of the cre- a lot of concept artists create characters that have digilegs. That's where the legs bend like a dog does. So mm-hmm. therefore, I would do walk cycles with those type of legs because it would be easier for the animator to look and watch and see like, oh, okay, yeah, I need something like this because apart from that, they're just working off their imagination. Mm-hmm. So I basically just, the research is basically understanding my own body, understanding what people might want to see. And if I'm playing, if I'm doing a particular real animal, just watching the videos and referencing what, what's going on. Right. So, so what was? Wait. No. Let's go one step back. I'm going to be drinking tea at the same time. <laughs> no problem. I'm drinking uh, something less healthy. Um, <laughs> Diet Coke. Um, the company. Uh, I forgot its name. The uh, Creature Bionics. Yes. What's the story behind that? How did that start? So. I, it really started from when I was working on Marvel Eternals and I, so I had the arm extensions and I was going to do my arm extension classes, which was a thing basically about, you know, I knew nobody in the country was running arm extension classes. So, you know, getting 10, 15 pairs and teaching people how the movement, how it works. Mm. So, but it really started from when I decided to make the tail which was for Marvel Eternals because I was playing a character that didn't have a tail. And I thought to myself, I'm sure I can create this. I'm sure I can get someone to create this for me. I just need to find a person. And the reality is, is that I could have done everything through my own name, Ace Rowe, you know, and not have, and not have Creature Bionics. But what I wanted to do is to do it correctly and have a company that, that was the, the, the face of it which is through me but it made sense rather than ace i've made something like you know you're only coming to ace for this i want it to be a part of a a a business a part of a company which i wanted to so creature bionics was from that but the main purpose of creature bionics like i said is about what i care about the performance side of creatures you know as an actor i don't feel the creature's in films and productions are really catered for you know unless the creature is like a main antagonist or a main character in the film like you know like an avatar or or where you know the concentration is on on them outside of that i feel like it's left more for cgi or blue screen or mm-hmm. stuff like that and 
it's about taking it serious you know being able to say okay if this is a this if this is a a a, a four-legged animal we're gonna play well i'm gonna get i'm not gonna wait for a studio to give me the equipment to do it because nine times out of ten like i said if it's not a main character they're not going to do it so it's about me having the initiative that when i turn up on your set i'm coming you i'm coming to you with these equipment so it's all about creature bionics is about enhancing an actor's performance and enabling them to get a particular physicality skeleton similar to a creature that they might be playing so therefore you as an actor you get to feel more connected to your performance to the character and also the cat also the other actors on set are able to really respond to something more from your movement from your performance from your physicality rather than you know you just being running around in a blue something or running around with a picture board of a, of a creature's face mm-hmm. and it also gives better reference for vfx as well as motion capture data for for video games and performance as well so it's a mix of you know enhancing an actor's performance you know really catering for the creature creating better data for motion capture better reference for vfx and you know we've got the training as well so you know showing other actors how to become a creature using the equipment wow so you took a lot of initiative like most actors look just just look for acting jobs you know yeah in whatever field you're in but you created an entire business that didn't exist before basically yeah because yeah. there is people that you know of course there's you know props companies special effects companies practical effect companies that can make this equipment because you know they do it for star wars and stuff but sure. it's 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 like you said i'm coming from the performance aspect that like i'm coming from the actor mindset when i create it rather than I'm creating it for the production so the actor can use and look good. I'm doing it, okay, I'm an actor. I want to be able to perform the best of my ability to play this character, to play this creature, this monster. What do I need in order to do that? And okay, I might need to get some stilts and maybe have the stilts have weight on it. So, you know, when I'm walking, you get this real emphasis of this, 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 this energy of this field of this being coming, or maybe I need... You know, a long claw because my characters have long claws. So I need to, you know, because all of these little things make difference. So, yes, you know, I could have a character and it has claws. Maybe that just comes out this far. And yeah, I could do that with my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do that with my hands easily. You, you, you know, CGI and everything. But when I have it on and I can see it and you can see it as the actor, that brings a different performance. I might do that just because i have long hands you know what i'm saying like when i had the when i have the tail on i have a different physicality when i have it on because i can feel this weight behind me so there might be subtle things that i do just because that that physicality is there you know so yeah i take the creature thing really serious because creatures use so much in our in our environment you think of all the major films in the world outside of fast and furious and titanic there's a creature in it you know avatar pirates of the caribbean avengers planets of the apes you know there's there's creatures in all of these things but they're just left to you know blue suit you know somebody running a blue suit unless they're like i said unless it's like an avatar where they're the main thing of this project then it's like yeah we'll blue suit it we'll cgi yeah, yeah don't worry about it So I really bought that 
to the productions. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm sure they appreciate that when you do that. Yeah, they do. They do. They're 100% do. Uh, definitely because I worked on Eternals again when I bought my equipment. They they appreciated the what they could see more. They they it gives the director and the VFX producers more visual. They can see it more. They can visualize it more. You know, I re- I just done a, a recent Disney project which I can't say yet where you know I used my tail and everything, and again the character had a tail and you know it could it could have been CGI. It could have done that, but because I had it when I'm performing for their, for their reference, they can see, okay, that's the distance the actor would really jump. You know, that's how they, they can use that reference. And of course they can change it and they probably will change it, but the director has more visual to work with rather than me and pretending to swing. You know, I've, I've given them more visuals and I want to keep mm-hmm. doing that. I want to keep rocking up to sets where, you know, I, they 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 think they're gonna get this, but I provide this, and the the plan is to keep moving forward. So moving forward to eventually becoming the movement coordinator or the the creature coordinator for production. So mm-hmm. you know I've got you, you know me now. You're doing this film, you're doing this video game, rather than just it just be oh yeah CGI bluefin. You know what? I want some real performance. Who do I go to? Ace. Okay, Ace. He's going to come as a performer. He can come as a coordinator. He can bring the equipment. Also, he knows the actors that can mm-hmm. work well with these equipment and play that. I can trust him with that. And that's what I want to bring uh-huh. to, to productions, you know? So that's like the next level of taking it. So where I want to go and, you know, then the, the next project, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Things are crossed on the next project. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I've been asked to do, but that's where I want to go with it. I want it to be that, you know, you guy, hey, he says, hey, I'm doing this, Ace. Uh, you know, rather than you trying to find the actors, trying to find this, you know, if it comes to creatures, Ace is going to have the equipment. He knows the actors. He can train them. He can also perform as them. And we're all saved. You know what I'm saying? And I want it to be like that for even if the creatures are have a small part in the whole production because of the, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I do for Disney, that I know the scene will probably last maybe, I don't know, two minutes, maybe three minutes when it came to that part. But even though it's only two to three minutes, we're going to give you your, 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 your visuals. We're going to give you a performance. It doesn't matter because I think sometimes that's what it is. The, you know, the, 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 because it may not be the main part or it's a little part, you know, the main production, they don't worry about it too much, you know, because it's like, yeah, we can CG, we can, you know, so it's mostly about the actor, but I'm like, no, everything works because if I'm really playing something, guess what? You're going to get a better performance from your actor, your main cast, you know? So yeah, that's, that's basically the vision and and the way I'm moving with things. It's really hard acting against something, you know, people used to do it against tennis ball, like the entire uh, uh, space jam, the first space jam, he acted for like months just with uh, a tennis ball. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. That was crazy. And yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So these kind of things, they 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 make a difference, you know. Like if I, you know, if I was doing Space Jam and I was playing, you know, Bugs Bunny or something like that, I'm gonna find the physicality. I'm gonna go get me some ears. I'm gonna get me a mask. 
I'm going to create something just so mm-hmm. you can have that physicality rather than, you know, just a tennis board or someone just running around. Because sometimes I've been on a set where they're just running around with a picture of the things and moving around with it, just like a ball. Yeah. Like, no, but we're actors, you know, we, let's give them something more real to respond to. So that's, that's my, my game goal. Yeah, and probably the director and the director of photography also respond to it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, thing, you know what it's going they, to look like. Yeah, they get much better, and I and I got praises for that on the job I just did uh, last week. The DLP gave me because I I knew the, the 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 team from working on another project, and they said like it's really fucking helpful. Sorry for swearing, it's really helpful oh. because because they could see it. You know, they got they've got the vision of it. You know, and you know how it goes. They could change it all. They can. It might we might not even make the part. But the fact that they got that and they can work with that gives them a lot more than if I didn't have the tail or if I didn't have the arm extensions. They wouldn't have cared so much if I'd done it just, you know, running around on my hands and, you know, doing the the fight stuff and whatever. But I gave them, I'm galloping, I'm chasing you down. You know, the the, the stunt actors looking and running, they can see, you you know, that if I use my hand, that means you would have to be close. But if it's quadruped, they got longer pulls. So now you get the real distance because the arm's that far. So you get mm-hmm. the real distance. You know what I'm saying? So they get that. They get the distance. They get the spacing. They get all of that. So, yeah, it's, it's been very helpful for people to use my equipment. Cool. So wait, let's go back to the story, like, in order. Like, so you, you started finding jobs, right? You yeah, created- yeah. Yeah, most of my work has come through LinkedIn or stunt coordinators that I've worked with before. So LinkedIn, I get I get a lot of work from and stunt coordinators that I've worked from before. So in the last, in the last, this year, I've worked with two different stunt coordinators. And normally it's either because they've been ref told me from a stunt person or from production or I've worked with them before or so another coordinator's told them. So, well, yeah, most of my work, even on LinkedIn, so people have messaged me on LinkedIn and say, hey, Ace, can you do this? XO, XO, XO. And now mm-hmm. the field that I'm, I'm in as well is, again, the motion capture. So I've, I've got my own XN's suit, the, the MVM portable XN suit, which allows me to capture motion capture anywhere. And it's the highest grade of motion capture outside of a studio. So... And I'm planning to get another one. So therefore now I want to get more into previs, you know, prevising for a production or and stuff like that. So you get the data and you can use it and you can manipulate it. So yeah, a lot of my work comes from LinkedIn and through stunt coordinators. And what movies did you start uh, getting at the time? Uh, the movies that I can say, well, obviously it was Legend of Tarzan, Marvel Eternals, I've done stuff for Matrix. That wasn't Creature, but it was through I'd done a job, a Creature job, and they could see that I knew how to move. I've done video games like uh, Planets of the Apes VR, The Impatient, The mm-hmm. uh, Bishar Rise, a VR game, uh, Dead Islands 2, Damien 1988, just recently done another animation film called riff so yeah i've had i've had i have to i have to always look at my cv to think okay what did i do again but yeah so some of the projects the biggest project for me so far would be 
Legend of Tarzan, that was the first one because that's really where it set it in. And I would say Creature Eyes, Marvel Eternals so far because I was on that project for about four to five months. Let, so let, let, Let's talk about it because like you and all, because you're doing this kind of work, basically all of the stuff you're doing is interesting to my listeners. So I, no spoilers and don't say anything you don't want to, you know, you can't say, but yeah. what kind of work did you do, for example, or even what was it like to work on uh, Eternals? Yeah, you know what? So it was, it was a pleasure because it was just like, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a deep, yeah. deep Marvel fan. And when I say deep, deep, I, I, I'm not as deep as that. I will go and read the comics right now because I don't have the time, but I've been watching Marvel stuff from when I was young. So I follow, I follow, I follow all the projects that's made about it. And I did read some comics when I was young, not many, but I'm not going to say like I'm a deep Marvel fan in the sense that I've got all the comics, but anything that comes out in regards to Marvel, I'll go and watch, I'll go look up and see, okay, mm-hmm. oh, this is what the storyline. So for me, working on the project was amazing because I, two years before I when I watched Spider-Man, I said to myself, I'm going to be in a Marvel one day. I remember oh. watching it in the cinema. You know, my eyes was watery because I was so emotional about I, I want to be a part of this universe. You know, I really want to be a part of it. And two years it happened. And so the creatures I played are called Deviants. And basically, they're basically the, the antagonists for, for the Eternals who are... If I'm going off the trailer, so it's not like I can't say... And basically the Eternals are people that are, are that have exist that protect the planet that, you know, in the shadows. And now because of the deviants, because of all of this, that's why they're coming to surface. So, yeah, I played uh, various different creatures, done the movements for different creatures, especially the fight stuff for a lot of them between me and another guy who was, he played uh, the main, he done the movement for the main antagonist uh, of the deviants. So yeah, it was a really, it was a really great experience. Long days, you know, a lot of days you don't do much because you know th- it, there's so much to cover. But when I got to perform, I got to leave my my mark in that in that field, should I say? Yeah. Because that's what it's all about, really. It's about leaving your mark, leaving the great impression as your perfor- as a performer, what you offer, what you bring, as well as the personality. And are you able to be worked with, you know? So I always make sure that I want to become the person where you know you can work with me. I can take the information. I can feedback you ideas when it's right to feedback ideas. Mm-hmm. And I know that the performance that I'm going to bring for you, it's going to be very hard for you to, to get someone to match it. And again, there's people out there that are great performers, 100%. But I just know that, when I'm about to perform, plus it's with my equipment, I know them, I understand them, I know myself, and I know that when it's time for me to switch on, I, I will go toe-to-toe with anybody when it's time for switching on because I know how much energy I give when I become the creature and stuff. So, yeah. And it's amazing. And did you, uh, do you appear in the trailer? There's, a, there's one of the creatures that, I saw that I know I did. Mm. There's one of the creatures that I saw, and it's near the end. One of the creatures, because a lot is it, it's, it's all obviously CGI because they're massive. Yeah. But I saw a clip of, of what I done in it, and it's like, oh, okay. So I, unless people see the film or see the trailer, like I know what creatures I did. 
you know when i see it and there's a lot so mm-hmm. i have to kind of wait till the film comes out when the film comes out you know put a little re- little trailer i like to call them trailers for myself because you know it's, it's, it's hard to wait you know yeah yeah you, you gotta wait you gotta wait before you're able to put anything out there re- realistically because it's like unless you see it i can't tell you who i am you know people will watch it be like oh ace i watched it were you this one i'll be like yeah that one that one um and stuff like that so and for me i can point out like this is one of those films where i feel like i could make a whole i could make a whole show reel from all the stuff that i done it uh just off that film you know a nice two minute reel of all two three minutes if it's all in it because we don't know of all of the stuff that i've done for that film you know so yeah did you meet uh kevin fine no i didn't meet him he came on set once the, the producer that i met was nate moore he was the producer that i met because he was there he's he was involved but yeah that was the producer i never met he did come down but he didn't come to set he just would speak with production and stuff hmm. okay and uh wheel of time is also something uh, i saw you're in and it's super interesting to uh listeners what yes. can you say about that so basically i just done some of the from the trailers i'd done some of the movement for the creatures in that film in that in that series so it was it wasn't lows in the sense of like scene work it was more about how they move and how they attack mm-hmm. so i done a lot of stuff for that like a whole day's half a day's worth of doing different movement stuff for the the creatures that are in in that in that in that production and it was just you know so they i i was with them i bought my equipment you know i bought my equipment i bought fight equipment and it was basically just creating material that they can use in place on any of the the, the creatures in it and uh what did you get to work against any of the actors in that Oh no, not in that one. So that one was basically I was it was with the visual effects team and they hired a space for me to mm-hmm. capture motion capture. Mm-hmm. Whereas Eternals was on set. This one wasn't on set. They it was like post post work, post production stuff. So normally when it comes to films, if it's VFX tracking or so, then that's normally on set and then If there's any post that needs to be done it's either reshoots or motion capture studio I think another thing that my listeners would really like to hear about is matrix matrix ha uh, yeah yeah so matrix was there wasn't creature in that but it was just more about my stunt movement work that I'd done for that film and because of corona there were certain things that they couldn't get so it was like two to three days off doing different things activities simulations reactions and f- fight kind of stuff in order to be able to use it for the film basically that's what it was but that again that wasn't on set that was post mm-hmm. with the vfx company doing some post stuff okay well so basically there are pieces of you in all these new things yeah projects. yeah there's there's pieces of me and there's stuff in games that I'm waiting to come out as well that I can't mention certain names. So yeah, there's, 
There's quite What's a few. What's the difference? What's the difference between walking on games and walking on movies? Films is if films there's more. If it's a live production, then it's like you're on set. You know, you're working with a massive team. You're on. You're on set. You know, you've you've got the actors there. You've got the environment. It's a lot of stop and starting. Whereas in a video game, depending if you're just, you know, doing a cutscene or doing a locomotion for a character, locomotion for a character, for those that don't know, is basically when you grab your control pad and you move forward, you move back, you press square, you press A, and that character reacts. All of that stuff is locomotion that I do for characters in games. So the difference is it's mostly the environment and the number of people in the team. When it's video game, it's straight in a motion capture studio, bang in a studio or in a hall space, small team, you know, very small team, no environment, no stop and start so much, no big team. And that's the difference. So I prefer, you know, obviously environment because it just brings more and more and more to, you know, you know, cause I, I might be in a game and I have to pretend I'm in a forest and obviously there's no environment. So it's just my imagination and spacing, but then obviously in, in, in film they probably might have the environment or even if it's all blue screen they have something around like maybe the ground represents that maybe they've got a tree there in a little village set up so you can kind of feel the environment and i'm guessing you know for, in film there's like a script this is what the, the creature does this is what the but in in games i'm guessing there's like many possibilities yeah there's many because sometimes yeah sometimes i get told the personality of the creature and you know what type of movement they want and then sometimes i do the background work for them so you know create the creature to create the movement and ask them which one do they want and then you know give them ideas on what type of creature i believe this type of this this type of being can be from the information they've given me so yeah film is very more set but you still get to have a play with what type of way they move. But video games can be either one. It could be, hey, Ace, look, this is the type of creature. This is the concept. Can you create some stuff and let us know? And then we'll let you know what one works well and what we want desire. So that, that's also an option as well. That's cool. Is there any game you can talk to us about? The game that I would say that's probably one of the biggest that I've done to hopefully be released is Dead Islands 2 when that comes out, which has been a long time since the first one. But that game will be, for me, a very, very big one just because of the fact the amount of time I've spent on that game. Like, I've spent so much days on that game. I've been going back and forth for the last three years on that game bits and bobs uh not every day it might be a couple of days of a month couple every other months but for the last three years i've worked on that game you know and probably if we add up all the days i don't know maybe 100 days maybe i don't know 50 to 100 days if you add up all the dates on that game so and i played various creatures various creatures on that game so like i would be able to see which one was me I know I, anyone that played that game, I'd be like, yeah, that Pacific character, I've done that. You know, the movements, the fights and stuff like that. So that's probably one of the biggest games. And there's another one, but yeah, that one I can't say. But so far, I'll say the biggest 
game really would probably be Dead Islands 2. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about that we didn't cover? No, not really. I just think, you know, like, I think that I probably want to share is, again, it's just that I'm on this path, like you said, you know, and I'm, I want to expand it. Like, you know, I want to eventually have a creature school, you know. So I do one workshops, one day workshops, but eventually I want to have like a, I want to be able to offer like a three month, th- six weeks to three months worth mm-hmm. of training, you know, having a team of different individuals from yoga to dance to animal studies to motion capture and create this this school. I want I want to do it because I feel like creature is not really being focused on. And to just basically to share with the audience, like, you know, don't don't be pushed back by being afraid of taking a step and going for what you desire, you know, because I like a little background story of me, you know, I started up like with a very kind of troublesome background. You know, I went to prison for like four and a half years, many years ago, in 2007. And when I came out, I, you know, I didn't let anything stop me from this. I said, even though with this criminal record that I have, due to, you know, leaving home at 15 and all the stuff that I was going through, I said, I'm still going to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. And I never thought about being a creature actor because I didn't know it exist. I never thought about having a, like taking it, okay, creature actor. I thought, all right, when I decided I'm going to be a creature actor from Tarzan, I thought that was it. I wanted to be, you know, like the Andy Circus. That was it. And then, but I'm now in the process of, you know, I have a practical effects company and we're create. I didn't know it was going to get to now me trying to work on creating this school and this importance of, you know, being a creature. Like I didn't know I was going to take it to that level. And it's just about what I realized is that you have to have a, a, a start with a purpose, you know, you know, a, a defined purpose. Like, why do you want to do it? Like for me, the, I have the name that I have, which is not massive yet. It's, it's you know, I, I know I'm known within the industry very well, but I still got a, it's not like I'm getting a call every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm working. I can pay all my bills and, you know, have a nice little, extra, have extra stuff from what I do, you know, because the, 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 when you work part of the stunt team as the movement and stuff is well paid, but I still want that that plants of the ape role and i'm still working to i'm still working i want that plants of the ape role you know caesar you know performance act you know script all of that so i'm still working towards it and i'll get there i will get there you know what i'm saying whether it's through someone hiring me or me creating my own production and doing it it's either one of the two so i would say to people you know just yeah. have this this drive you have to know because i basically stopped everything else so i stopped applying for normal acting stuff you know the tradition because i've done normal acting stuff for tv and 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 scripted stuff as a normal human being but i just cancelled all of that out and i just said this is where i'm going to go and this is what i'm going to focus on and i made it so narrow you know because basically what i'm doing is i'm basically creating something that wasn't there and i basically use that to convince guy to want to hire me you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, sorry, uh, I, I'm creating, I'm creating 
it's there's no audition that's out there that's like hey we're looking for somebody that has arm extensions and a tail you know there's nothing like that so it's like i create these materials and these things so that you could sit there and be like oh that would work well with my character or you have a friend creating something and they're talking about another like, you know what oh i saw this guy do this video and he's got credits he's trained I think you will work well with your character. So it's like I'm dropping the seed in your mind rather than, you know, I'm out there looking on, you know, websites for work and stuff. I have to keep creating so you can be like, okay, cool. So someone might watch your podcast and be like, oh, I didn't know there was, there's actors that do something like this. I could probably use them for, because instead they would have just CGI'd it or just had somebody running around and stuff like that. So it's about just going for having a purpose and watching that purpose develop. And it's because of the fact that I'm doing something more than myself. So it's not just about me. It's about, okay, how can we create this in order so that the production can have a better performance rather than, hey, it's all about me just getting work. Because if that was the case, it would just be A3L, I'm doing this, no creature bionics, not trying to, I wouldn't be selling no arm extensions. I wouldn't be trying to run other classes. I'd just be doing it all for myself which is doesn't get nowhere. You can't build an empire just off yourself. You know, you, an empire takes a team. No, no if when you, when you work in a production, there's like 10 to 15,000 people for a one hour and a half, two hour film. You know, that's like 10 to 15,000 people to build that one production. So for me, I, I you, you just have to have something that's outside of yourself and go beyond the stereotype, you know, you know, as a, as a, black actor you know i know a lot of people wouldn't look at me and expect me to be running around on all fours and creating tales and you know doing all of this creature voices and sounds and all that it goes against the stereotype so i like to do things i always think about you know going against the stereotype you know doing things that other people are not doing how can what i do help you to do your work better so how can i do something that helps guy do his work better because if i find that and i can show that to you without you know sending you emails if i can show that to you and bring you to it then it's like i've achieved my stuff i think about being an asset and not a product when you're an asset you find ways to make people want to invest in you when you're a product it's like you're just trying to sell yourself i'm not trying to sell you know like hey guy look i do this can you put me on your podcast hey guy this is what i do you're a producer can you have me in your production no what i want to do is do stuff that makes guy go oh that that's interesting oh yes look further that so i think from that mindset and yeah that's it's all about for me branding you know how you brand the market yourself how then having make sure you've got the skill so you know you saw my video can he really do that or is it just like a pretty video no, he can really do that all day long. And then having the personality. So now, uh, if I've got the personality, that would then make you go to anytime there's a production on that's similar to what I do, you're going to think of my name and pass it on to your people. And that's what happened, you know, for Wheel of Time. I'd done a production with them. A couple of weeks later, I was doing an, a, another production with them, which was different because of that situation, going there, delivering the work, giving them good energy, having professionalism, good personality, working well with them, being able to work with, and then being onto something else. So for me, realistically, that's what it's all about. And 
just just go for it that that's what I, I i like to share with people outside of that man that that that's that's me in a nutshell it's an amazing story an amazing mindset and thank you looks like you're on the right path thank you i learned a few things listening to that <laughs> i appreciate it i do have a, a question about uh the period you came out of prison 2007 yeah the movie tarzan was what 2015 two, two, yeah it came out 2016 16 So uh, yeah, so I came out. I I I went to prison in two thousand seven. Came out in two thousand and twelve. Oh, so it came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah, and, you, and your then, mindset was like this. How did you drive away, no doubt, the doubts you had? Because you know what, I just did. Firstly, is <clears throat> when I came out, a lot of the things that I'd done was like self studying. You know, understanding hmm. self. The, you know, understanding the brain, understanding the heart, understanding human energy understanding mentalism understanding mind and then when you understand that from a science base as well as a spiritual but understand it from a science base and then you can put these things into works and then when you look at people who have achieved great things that have come from very small or poor backgrounds but have gone to achieve great things and they all say the same thing every single person that's really successful in their field they all say the same thing about belief believing in yourself about purpose about plan about work rate every single one of these individuals there's always like something they all say so that means there's a blueprint there and the main blueprint is discipline belief in self having a purpose and for me having no plan b like it's either this or i'm going to die trying it's mm. it's either this or i'm going to die trying there's no plan b you know Plan, plan, plan A might create another plan. So plan A was to be a creature actor, but plan A created creature bionics, which works with plan A, but expands plan A to even a bigger field. So that's what might happen. You might have <clears throat> the purpose of doing one thing and then that open that because you have that desire and then you have that open mind To be like, oh, no, maybe I can help with this. And then that helping helps what you were doing with plan A, but then it just expands it. Because there was no way that I ever thought about having practical effects accompanying practice. I, there was nothing, nothing at all. And then it came to me, but that helps plan A anyway. You understand? It helps the original plan. It just expands it onto, on, a, on, a, on a bigger scale. So I just had that mindset because, It's about studying yourself. And when you think about studying yourself, you really understand like you literally can achieve anything. Like <laughs> everything that you do, that guy does, you once could never do before. You couldn't tie your own, you couldn't even put on your own clothes at one point. <laughs> you know, you couldn't tie your shoelaces. You struggled to brush your teeth. Like there's everything that we do now, we once couldn't do before. And what did we do? We watched, you know, whether our parents helped us, whether, you know, We watched, we learned, we tried, we tried, we kept doing it. I've got children, so I see when they might get frustrated putting their shoes on, you know, but there's going to be a day where they no longer get frustrated putting their shoes on because they just know how to do it. They know how to open their mind and find a way to release the laces and open up the thing and put their shoe because it's trial and error, but they had a purpose. When you have a purpose and you think about everything, even you walking at one point, you couldn't walk. And as a baby, You saw people walking around you, 
So you got up, you kept going through it. You fell over, you bumped your head, you tripped, whatever. Mummy or daddy or everyone was scared, but whatever. Then you got back up. Now you walk. And now it's second nature to you. You don't even think about walking. You just get up and do it. So when you understand that principles, that everything you once couldn't do before, you now can do, you couldn't do it before, you apply that same mental to, you know, trying to drive a car, riding a bicycle, getting this job, getting this position. Obviously, the higher, the bigger things you want, it's going to be more energy that takes it because yeah tying a shoelace just more takes you and you but when you know when it comes to now wanting to be like the main actor or something it takes other people to want to invest in you but it's still the same principles what's the plan what's why do you want to do it what why does ace want to be an actor not just because ace wants to make money and you know be the face of this yeah of course you know i you know we all have an ego you have to be realistic you know i love being watched when I perform, you know, I love being, I love performing, I love entertaining, I love being the eye for what I do. But at the same time, I know from what I do, I can provide for my family. I can now go into a school. I do a lot of talks in schools for free and talk with youth and talk with people and say, look, this is what I've achieved from coming from this background, you know, and that there, every time I tick a box, make and do a new film, do a new video game. When I go to the school and talk to them and tell them this is what I've done, I can see how their faces light up. And that's something you can't get from ego. That's something you you give out. So for me, realistically, that's the the, the, the mindset comes from uh, there's you, you know everything you do, you can have doubt. That's that's part of life, you know, there's you have doubt in everything from relationships to, you know, I've, I've had moments and I'm like, right, like, am I really going to make it? And then I go back to my core and be like, if you die trying and if other people have done it before, then you can do it too. You just have to have, you might have to have a different plan than they did because you might not be given the same opportunities, but there is a way, you know, there is a way and it's for you to stay on that course. And that way will open up to you, whether it's in, two years, six months, five years, the way will open itself up to you. So if you stay on it with the purpose, with the intention, with the belief, putting in the work, stay focused on it, no plan B, don't get distracted. The way would eventually open itself up to you because it's about how much you really want and you can't have no security. So when I decided to do certain things, I had a, my, my normal job was like an acting facilitator for, an, uh, for a drama group. And I actually gave that up because there were, there was a project that I could have been a part of and I couldn't because I was acting facilitating. I said, from that day, I am never going to do a job that ties me down to dates ever again. I never have, even when money was tight or when money was, you know, really low, Luckily, I have a great family with my partner and my, my, and my children, but I just, but you have to be in that mindset to be like, F my job, I'm going for it. Like you really have to, because yeah, you know, what about the bills? What about this? And for, and even though I ever done those, every month when those, in those early days, my bill was somehow still paid. When I'm thinking, yo, how am I going to pay? Da, 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 da. When the end of the month comes, something always happens back. You know, when I had my third child, I was like, my third one, it wasn't planned. And I was like, damn, more money. Da, 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 da. A couple of weeks later, I'm working on Eternals. Out of nowhere, boom, I get a call. Hi, Ace. Oh, I'm going to have a little bit of work for you, Ace. I said, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boom. 
one month turned into five months, you know? So things just, they, they come because they're open to you. I made the tail. I haven't used, I never used the tail yet apart from reference videos, apart from, you know, in motion capture studios. What's the first production that I use? That I can't, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just told her I was being creature. Guess what? The creature has a tail. Oh, wow. Guess what? I get to use my tail. What's it for? Disney. Wow. So when it comes out, I can be like, yeah, they use my tail for the reference of that. Things just happen for you. Who got the part? Things, they just open up and come your way. You know, you don't, you don't, don't expect it. But, but now I understand certain things. I don't worry about certain things anymore because I know eventually it's going to open up and come my way. I know, I know now, you know, I wanted to, like I told you, I wanted to move to coordinator or movement and trial of working with actors and movement. That's the next job I'm supposed to be going on to. Fingers crossed, nothing changed, but it's opened itself up to me from a, from a, you know, so that that's my mindset and why. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. That's all right. Where can people find you? So best, depending on what world you're in, um, I'm Ace Rural is on all of my social media. So LinkedIn is, if you're about, if you're working in the industry and want to see like my, my work side of things, it's LinkedIn. You know, if you want to see like personality and a little bit of that, that's more like Instagram. But anyway, you type Ace Rural, A-C-E-R-U-E-L-E.com. That's me or there or Ace Rural in Insta on LinkedIn, you're going to find me. Good. I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ace. No, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much to Ace Ruel. I enjoyed that a lot, and I hope you did too. You can find Ace here at his website, www.aceruel.com. That's A-C-E. R-U-E-L-E. The main place you should look for him, like he said, is LinkedIn, Ace Ruel, where you can see all the cool videos. And everywhere else, he's also Ace Ruel. By the way, if you want to watch videos of him walking around like a dinosaur with a creature bionics or walking around like a creature, the various creatures, there is a lot of that in his LinkedIn. Uh, in the short videos I post on social, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and so on, I also include a few samples of what he does like in the background of uh, him talking. So check those out. They are amazing. So if you're looking for a chance to find us on Twitter and uh, TikTok and Instagram, do that. In two days, we have another Hollywood Week guest. We talk, we talk to a woman who works for many of the TV shows us geeks like and watch, but we never really think about her job too much. And she's a fascinating person and she gives us insight to the job and to a personal path. So, subscribe and come back for that. What did you think about this episode? Email me at guy.hasson, that's H-A-S-S-O-N, at geekdomimpowers.com. The website is geekdomimpowers.com on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're at geekdomimpowers. My name is Guy Hasson, and if you want to check out my other podcast, The Squash Buckler Diaries, which is an experiment in epic fantasy, unlike anything that's ever been done, feel free to check it out, The Squash Buckler Diaries. I will see you next time, and for now, have an empowered day.